All right, Shabbos, say good morning. Good morning. Let us begin a good tava. Hope everybody had a beautiful Shabbos. Shkarech Rabbi Kalman Akiva for giving shir yesterday, wonderful shirs today. And Baruch Hashem, a great zuchos to be able to begin a new week of learning. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Adar Aleph, Mrs. Salma Wolf, for dedicating all the Sherman Trushos this month. With immense gratitude for the refuals from Hashem and the merit of refuging for all of those in need and the schos of our brave soldiers and the schos of the return of each of our hostages. The, Sw- the Schwartzbaum family in memory of Rabbi Aaron Schwartzbaum, Aaron Yosef Ben Meir, Zichron Livracha, the Ziv Levine and Berman families in memory of Mr. William Ziv, Zev Shmuel Ben Yisrael, Zichron Livracha, and the schos Ili Nishmas, Sergeant First Class Ori Yaish, who has fallen in battle defending Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, and of course, again, and, and Dafyomi sponsor for Teli Ili Nishmas, this is my, my son-in-law's mother, Esther Necha, Bas Rab Menachem, Zichron Levracha, whose 10th yard site is today. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Nishamas will have an Aliyah and the families in Chama. Of course, we dedicate all of Meseches Babakamo, Le'ilu Nishmas, Master Sergeant Ilio Michal Harush, Hashem Yikom Damo. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, his Nisham will have an Aliyah and the family in Chama. But with that, let us begin. Today's daf, a lot to do today. Today's daf is daf Kufches. Also, I apologize in advance. We're going to stop. Uh, I, have, I have to stop a little bit earlier today. So, Merit Hashem, we will get in as much as we can in the allotted amount of time. I'm confident we'll get through it. In Merit Hashem, we'll, we'll be good. So, we'll say today's daf is Kuf Ches 108. And we are picking up in Merit Hashem on Kuf Zayin Amadeiz 107b. Three lines are from the bottom. Boy, Rami Barchama. Rami Barchama has the following kasha. Mamon HaMechaivo Kefel. The question begins like this. Now remember, in these types of cases, what we're really focusing on over here is the situation of a shomer, someone who's entrusted with a bikadon. Ultimately, again, when the, when, the, when the owner of the bikadon comes to go ahead and reclaim the bikadon, so the shomer is not being truthful and forthcoming about the status of the bikadon. So let's, let's, let me translate the question, and then the Gemara, of course, is going to ask, how exactly do we apply this question? So here's the translation. If you have money, if you have a monetary claim that ultimately goes ahead and makes you chayv and kefal, right? ultimately, do we say that that same money, you can't be chayv on the same money, kefal and chomesh. Or perhaps it's once you have a shvua that requires you to pay kefal, that by definition, that same shvua cannot be mechayiv you in Chomesh. Now, both say the question is going to make a lot more sense in just a moment. The Gemara says, Hey, Chidami, what, what are you talking about? What, what's, what's the case over here? So, Gemara says, I'll tell you the case. Kigon, Shetan Tainas Garev. Here's the case. Ruvain deposits a pikadon with Shimon. Ruvain comes, comes to go ahead and reclaim the pikadon. What happens? I'm sorry. Kigon, Shetan Tainas Garev. Shimon claims it was stolen. It was stolen. I was stolen. That's what I say. Remember again, that's a Shomer who's towing Tainas Ganav. He's claiming that the object was stolen. And Shimon swears, right? He takes a Shvah. Shomer swears that the object was stolen from him. The Chazar, Tainas Avad, Vinishba. And then I will say, watch this. Shimon, the same Shomer, goes in and swears again. This time he claims, however, this time he claims that, that the object was lost. Okay, so he's making two different claims. So what's the halacha? Well, so I say now, top of Kufchas. So just to follow this. So again, Reuven deposited the object with Shimon, comes to get back the object. First, Shimon goes ahead and claims that, I'm sorry. First, first, first Shimon claims that, all, that, that the object was stolen. He swears to that effect. Then he goes ahead, the Chazar time Tanis Avad. He then claims, no, 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 I made a mistake. It was lost. It was lost. And he swears to that effect as well. So I will say, so now what happens? Top of Kufchas, here we go. So now witnesses show up and say, sorry, Shimon, the object was not stolen. The object was not stolen. You have the object. So, and Shimon admits it. Shimon is like top Rashi, and so I say, now what happens? So witnesses come and claim, Shimon, the object was not stolen. You have it. And Shimon himself then is moda that the object was not lost. So you see what happens over here? It's actually really quite, quite a fascinating case. Bottom, bottom line is, 
do not deposit anything with Shimon, right? That, that's, that, that's the takeaway over here. So I'll say, so, so the Maisa, again, so now witnesses come and say, Shimon, you lied. The object was not stolen. You had it the whole time. Shimon then admits on the second Shavua that the object was not lost. So my, so I'll say, so now what do we, what do we do with this case? So I just want to point out what's happening over here, right? So what do you do with this? On one hand, remember, let's play this out. On one hand, Based on the testimony of the first witnesses, what should Shem be chayif? Kethel, because he's a ganav. Based on the second witnesses, I should say, there's not really second witnesses, based on the second Shavua, where Shimon admits that he swore falsely that the object was lost, what should be Shimon's liability? Chomesh, for a false soul. Remember, it's Karen Chomesh Asham. So what's we'll say, so now the Shaila is my. So now, here, what's fascinating about this? So now you have two distinct financial liabilities but all focus on the same body of money, right? So it's like, okay, I'm going to tie this all for you together again now. So watch this. Let's start. Let's take it from the top. Ruben, let's just call Ruben deposits $1,000 by Shimon. Not, it's, not, it's not a loan, right? He deposits him by Shimon. Shimon's watching the money. Ruben comes to reclaim the money. Shimon says, first thing Shimon says is, the money was stolen. The money was stolen. And he swears that the money was stolen. Then he goes ahead and he has a second claim. You know, if the money wasn't stolen, the money was lost. The money was lost. And he swears that the money was lost. Okay? Now, witnesses show up. First set of witnesses say, Shimon, the money was not stolen. The money was you. The money was with you. So we'll say, so now based on that testimony, there's a chiv kefal. There's a chiv kefal because now Ruben is charged. Shimon is a ganav. Seconds, now, then after that happens, then Shimon admits that he sweared falsely, that he lied, that the money was lost. Based on that admission, he should be Chayiv, Karen, Chomesh, and Asham. So what's interesting over here is you have two distinct financial liabilities on the same body of money. So what do you do with this? So the Gemara says, Mai, Mai, Mamona mechayavto kefal potro minachomesh, va'i chayiv le'iluye kefal. So do we say, listen, once you chayiv on one body of money, kefal, so, we'll say, so essentially, you can't be high of anything else on that. So therefore, since as a result of the first set of witnesses showing up, so Shimon behaved high and Kefal, so therefore at the end of the day, there's no buildup of Chomesh upon that. Oh, Dilma, or maybe no. Maybe it's just the same oath can't make you liable in both Kefal and Chomesh. But in this case over here, the ha shvua basraisa kama chumsha. So essentially the Gemara is asking is like this. Do we say that it's the same body of money cannot make you chayiv in both kefal and chomesh? In which case, in this case over here, once, once Shimon is chayiv and kefal as a result of the testimony of the first set of witnesses, kind of like the financial case is closed. The financial case is closed, he's chayiv kefal, and then even after he admits subsequently that he lied on the second oath, we kind of don't take that into account. Or the other possibility is, it's not a din in the money, it's a din in the shivua. One oath can't make you chayiv both kefal and chomesh. Now, what's the beauty in this case? Not the beauty, but what's interesting about this case? In this case, it's two distinct oaths. So maybe, again, the first oath made him chayiv in kefal, the second oath made him chayiv in chomesh. It's not one oath making you liable to two distinct monetary obligations. Therefore, in this case, it should be chayiv. So we'll say that's our shiloh. Amr <coughs> So let's analyze this. Amr Tashma. So listen to this case. Reuven goes over to Shimon. And Reuven says, Shimon, Shimon, where is my ox that you stole? I know that you stole it. Shimon says, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I didn't steal anything. Reuven says, fine, swear. Swear that you didn't steal anything. And we'll say, now, by the way, I just do want to point out, like, the case is more complicated than I was supposed to say. Obviously, it can't work like this. Like, you go over to someone, you say, hey, you stole my ox. He says, no, I didn't. And you say, swear. Obviously, you need more than that, right? You need more than that to generate an oath. Otherwise, can you imagine the kind of just oath havoc, shvua havoc, that you could cause with people if you could just claim anything just in a whimsical fashion? But again, for the purposes of our case over here, we're just kind of... We're, we're, just, we're just simplifying the case. So as Ruben goes over to Shimon, Shimon, you stole my axe. Shimon says, no, I didn't. Right? Ruben says, fine, swear. So what happens? Amr Ame means Shimon swears. Shimon swears. So 
Now, witnesses show up and they say, Shimon, you did go ahead and steal the ox. Alright, both say, straightforward case. Right, straightforward case. So ultimately, in this case, Shimon pays Kefal. Why Shimon pay Kefal? Why? Why? He's a Ganef. He's a Ganef. Now, what happens if after having, after having taken the Shavuah, after having taken the Shavuah, so now Shimon admits that he lied, then what's the halacha? Mishalim Karen, the Chomesh, the Asham. So again, we know he pays his three prompt payment, Karen, Chomesh, and a carbon Asham. I Hacha. So we'll see, interestingly enough, this is a case of where if witnesses show up, they make him chayv in kefal, in, right? So we'll say, and then in that case over here, if he admits it of his own volition, he's chayv, but if he admits liability after witnesses come, then he's not chayv kefal. So the Yomar Sevi Yisachadai, now, if you think that in general, any shvua that makes you chayv in kefel can only make you chayv in kefel, can't make you chayv in chomesh, then amai hold the achar edim lo. Then why is it that we, if he admits liability after witnesses come, why is he exempt? Why is there no liability? Michdi ha shvua lo kamachayv elak elak fila. This shvua only made him chayv in kefel, didn't make him chayv in chomesh. To chayv chomsha. What do you see from here? So what you see from here, and I will say this is the halacha l'maysa, that on one body of money, you can't be chayiv both kefal and chomesh. It's not a din in the shvua, it's a din in the money. Right? One monetary claim, one, one monetary claim cannot make you chayiv both kefal and chomesh. So essentially, once you're going to be chayiv in kefal, you're part from chomesh. And by the way, it works both ways. In other words, once you're chayiv in one of those monetary payments, then ultimately you're not going to be chayiv on the other. You can't, essentially, there's no like double jeopardy, you know, when it comes to monetary claims. Either you're going to be chayiv in kefil or you're going to be chayiv in chomesh. Therefore, I will say, in this case over here, so just to kind of plug this back in, because it's actually very interesting. So in this case over here, where again, Ruven deposited money with Shimon, Ruven comes back to get the deposit. Shimon claims it was stolen. Shimon swears that it was stolen. Then Shimon changes his mind and he says, you know what? It wasn't stolen. Rather, I swear that it was lost. Witnesses come and say, Shimon, it wasn't stolen. Right? You had it. You had it. So we'll say, so now what's the halacha? And now witnesses come. Right? Witnesses come on the first claim. And he admits that he swore falsely on the second claim. So we'll say, what do I have in this case over here? Based on the first set of witnesses who arrive, he's chayiv. He's chayiv what? Kefal, right? Based on the, not, there's no second set of witnesses, but based on the admission from the second oath, he's chayiv chomesh. So what do you do in a case like this? You chayiv kefal. Once you chayiv kefal, that's it. That's it because you can't be chayiv, bottom line is, you can't be chayiv both kefal and chomesh on the same monetary claim. So essentially what's really going to happen is whatever liability you incur first, that's the liability that's going to stick and doesn't allow the other financial liability to devolve upon that same body of money. Beautiful, beautiful. It's a good week. It's a good week already, right? So, by Ravina, Chomeshu Kfeila betray Garimah. So, I'll say this is interesting. Here we go. And I'll say, by the way, I, I know that these Gimaras are hard Gimaras, right? And a lot, a lot, a lot going on. Tapim are long. I, I got it. We'll say, but that's why the key is there are still a couple of, of Baba Kama Dafyomi notebooks left. Jose, can I just say something? If you're just learning and not writing something down, I promise you, you are not taking anything with you. That is a money-back guarantee. You are taking nothing. You're taking nothing. Even writing something down, right? It's hard enough to take something. We move fast. These are complicated gemaras. And if you don't just write down your nugget, this is today's nugget. This is what I'm taking. March, it doesn't, you don't have to use a notebook. This is not like, I, don't, I don't get a commission on the notebooks, right? Or you can write it in the margin of your Gemara. Just assuming you're not using a shul Gemara. Right, right? You, you can go ahead. Right, you write it down. Let's say something here. On Sunday, on Sunday, I got this result from the Gemara. And you know, that's yours. If you don't write it down, again, we move on tomorrow. My dahava hava, as they say, right? What was, was. And Baba Kama Dav Kofches is going to be but a distant dream that I'll see in seven and a half years. Don't let it be like that. Don't let it be like that. Take something with you every single day. 
Nugget number one for today. Next. By Ravina. You're supposed to listen to this. What happens? These are because these happen to be fascinating cases. <clears throat> what happens if you have Chomish and Kefel with two different people? Okay, so what's the case? Here we go. Kigon, So watch this case. I give my shark to two people, to Ruben and to Shimon, to watch over it. To watch over it. Vitanu Bo, Tainas Ganav. So I say, now what happens? So what happens? So now I come to get my, I come to get my, uh, I come to get my ox back. And I will say, they claim, we're so sorry, it was stolen. It was stolen. Ruben and Shimon are both making the same claim. Tanu Bo, Tainas Ganav, they make the claim that it was stolen. So what happens? Chad Nishba, Vahoda, Chad Nishba, Bo Edim. Okay, so, say, so this is really interesting. So let's say Ruvain swears, and then after swearing, he admits, he admits that he lied. Shimon swears, and before he gets a chance to admit, witnesses show up and, 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 and say, you lied. You lied. So we'll say, what's happening? Now, is, is this not riveting? Is this not riveting? So watch this. So now Ruvain, Ruvain, who claimed that the shore was stolen, and now admitted liability. What's he, and, now, and now admitted that he lied. What's his liability? Karen Chomash Asham, right? Shimon, who lied under oath, who lied literally made a false oath, and now witnesses come. What's his liability? Kefal. Isn't this fascinating? So two guys, same object, both swore. Both swore. One admitted liability. One had witnesses show up. Ruvain is going to be Chayiv, Karen Chomash Asham. Shimon is going to be Chayiv, Kefal. And I will say, but it's the same Shar. It's, so it's the same, it's so fascinating, it's the same Picador, it's the same item that generates a distinct financial liability for both people involved. So my, what's the luck in this case? So remember, this is building what we just said before. What did we just say before? That on one monetary claim, on one monetary claim, you can't be chayiv both kefal and chomesh. But maybe what that means is like this. It's one monetary claim on one person. Right? So one person can never be chayiv both kefal and chomesh for the same claim. But this is not one person. This is two people. So maybe two people again. Ruben can be chayiv kefal and Shimon can be chayiv chomesh odilma. Maybe no. I will say maybe the din that you can't pay Chomesh and Kefal together is on what? It's not a din in the Gavra. It's a din in the Chefza. That on one claim, on one monetary claim, you can't be Chayiv both Chomesh and Kefal. And therefore, because it's the same ox, the same ox can't generate two claims. So I will say, say here, this is a, this is a classical Chakira. Is the dinner? We'll say we just got finished establishing that you can't pay, you can't pay Kefel and Chomesh on the same monetary claim. See, here's the Shaila. Is this a dinner in the Gavra or is this a dinner in the Chefza? Is it, let's work backwards. If it's a dinner in the Chefza, then the same object, the same object can't generate, this can't generate a din or an obligation of Kefel and of Chomesh. If that's the case, then even though there are two people involved, Ruben and Shimon, you can't have Kefal and Chomesh on the same object. Or maybe no. Maybe it's ultimately... I'm sorry, that's if it's a din in the Chavza. Right? If it's a din in the Gavra, if it's a din in the Gavra on the individual, then one person can't be subject to a dual liability of Kefal and Chomesh. But in this case, it's not on one person. It's on two different people. Right? One guy is going to be Chayv Kefal, one guy is going to be Chayv Chomesh. So does that work. To which the Gemara answers, take off. We're not sure about that. So we'll say, whereas, we have that, so this one will have to be fairly Nabi. So we'll say, so again, what we do know with certainty is that one individual cannot be chayiv, both kefal and chomesh. That, that we know. The shayla is, if you have two people really rooted in the same monetary claim, one chayiv kefal, one chayiv chomesh, does that work? That's a teiku. Let's go back there. Bye, Rafapa. We'll say, we know, what do you do with the teiku? What do you do with the teiku? What do you do with the teiku? You move on. You move on. I'll say that's the Yisod in life. Life has many, that's, that's why, again, I mentioned this before, Rabbi Soloveitchik has such a beautiful idea where he explains why is it that the Gemara has teku. Right? I don't say, work it through. Work it through. You don't know what There's answers to tekus also, right? Because they still have to know how to navigate with a teku. What do we usually do with a teku? What do we do with a teku? You just go to the Chumrah. That, that's pretty much what you end up doing in these kind of cases. So I will say, so why do Chazal have tekus? Because Chazal is trying to teach us a very important lesson. Life is filled with questions you cannot answer. 
So you have a choice. When you get to a question you can't answer, do you allow it to paralyze you? And just say, I can't move on until I get the answer to this. Or say, no, you know what? Life has a lot of unanswered questions. What do I do with it? Move on. Move on. Do not let the unanswered questions of life paralyze you. What do you do after Teiku? Bayra Papa. Next. Next, next, next. Let's move. Let's go. So Bayra Papa. Trey Chumshi. Let's listen to this. What happens if you have two, two chomeshes or two kefils in one person? What's that locha? So the says, okay, so what, what, what does this mean? What's the case? So I'll say, watch this. <coughs> I, deposited, I deposited an object with Ruvain. I come to go ahead and reclaim it from Ruvain. And Ruvain claims, he, means, he, he swears that it was lost. That it was lost. Right? And then what happens? So he swears. And then he admits liability. He admits liability. He admits that he swore falsely. So again, I'll say, anytime you admit that you swore falsely, then again, same Allah, what is it? What's your liability? Right? Karen Chomash Hashem. The Chazar Vitan, Tainus Avid Vinishba, Vahoda. I'll say, then Ruvain swears again. Ruvain swears again. So how exactly this is happening, that Ruvain is making the same oath twice, is a bit of a discussion. Probably the simplest way to imagine this is, He's doing this in two different din, two different courts. So no one knows, right, before the days of electronic records, right? So no one knows what's happening in the other Beisdin. See, he swears, he swears, and admits that he swore falsely in Beisdin A, and then he runs to Beisdin B and does the same exact thing. Right? So, I'm sorry. The Chazavetan Tainas Abad, Vahoda Inami, Kigon Shetan Tainas Kana Vinishba, or both say the possibility is he swore that it was stolen, right? And then what happens? Uba edim, and then witnesses came. Either way, right? So in other words, what do you have over here? So I'll say in case number one, in case number one, he's swearing that it was lost, that it was lost, and then he admits liability. So that's a homish case. Then he does it the same exact thing again. He swears that it was lost, and admits liability. So now the same guy is chayiv two homishes the wrong word, right? Two chumshin, right? Two chumashes. Or, second case, or second case, right? Ruven claims, I come through and get back my deposit, Ruven claims it was stolen. It was stolen. And what happens? Witnesses come and say, no, it wasn't. So, what is he chayv in that kind of case? Where witnesses come and say that he has it? What's, what, what, is, what is he chayv? Kefal. And he does the same thing twice. So, two kefals. Two kefals. So, what's the halacha? My. So do we say, do we say that maybe the Torah tells us that you can't pile on two different types of monetary obligations one upon the other. So for example, we saw before, one guy can't be chayiv both chomesh and, and kefel. But maybe you could be chayiv the same type of monetary obligation multiple times. So in other words, you can't be chayiv, chomesh, and kefel, but you can be chayiv, two kefels. And you can be chayiv, two chomeshes. So in these cases over here, there's one type of monetary liability. Oh, Dilma. The Pasuk says, Rabbi talking about the din of Chomesh. Now, Rabbi say, here's what's interesting. The Pasuk says, the Chamishi, so, Atorah Ribsa, Chamishios Harbe, Lekaren Achos. The Torah says, there's the possibility of being Chayiv, many different Chomeshes for one Karen. Rabbi say, we actually saw that case before in the Mishnah, a couple of Mishnahs ago, Shmaminas. Rabbi say, what do you see from here? You see from here, Rabbi say, that you cannot be Chayiv two different types of monetary claims simultaneously on one object. But what you can be is chayiv, multiple claims of the same type of mamon. So for example, you could be chayiv, multiple, multiple kefals. You could be chayiv, multiple chumshin. What can't you be chayiv? What can't you be chayiv? Karen and a chomesh. Right? So one person, one person on one monetary claim cannot be chayiv for different types of monetary liabilities. But on one monetary claim, you can be chayiv multiple kefals or multiple chumshin. Incredible. Don't say, and that is Allah al So we'll say two major nuggets over here that you have to take with you, which are really directly related. One person cannot be chayiv, both a karen and a chomesh on the same monetary claim. But yet one person, if he swears falsely multiple times, 
can be chayiv multiple kefels, right? I, just, I said a carrot. One person can't be chayiv kefel and chomesh on the same monetary claim. But one person, if you were to swear multiple times falsely, could be chayiv multiple kefels and multiple chumshin on the same monetary claim. What is, and what's our take, okay? Our take case is if you have two people responsible for the same object, can one be chayiv can one be chayiv kefal? Can one be chayiv chomesh? That's our outstanding question. That's our take question. Beautiful. Let's go back there. To avua b'aylim l'shomer v'nishba v'shem. So we'll say another really interesting case over here. A lot, a lot of good stuff today. A lot of really good stuff. So we'll say. So now watch this. So a little bit of background over here. Actually, let's just read it. Tavu bailum l'shomer. So we'll say what happens. So let's say I go ahead and I come to Ruvain. Ruvain is watching my object. I say, Ruvain, give me back my object. And what happens? Vinishba v'shilein. Ultimately, he swears. He swears and he swears and he pays back. Now we'll say, okay, so now we need a little bit, a little bit of background. Take a look at Rashi. Tavu bailum l'shomer chinam v'nishba shegan v'niftar. So we'll say the way it works is like this. If I, if I entrust an object, uh, whatever, I give my ox over to Ruvain. Ruvain is my Shomer Chinam, unpaid custodian. I come to Ruvain, I say, Ruvain, give me back my object that I entrusted with you. So Ruvain, Ruvain claims that it was stolen. He's Potter. Now remember again, obviously, you can't just Potter yourself, you know, just Potter. He swears that it was stolen. So I will say, what's Ruvain's Ruben liability once the object is stolen? I'm sorry, what's Ruvain's liability once, the, once he claims the object was stolen and he swears? Then what's his obligation? Zero. He's done. Ruvain does something very interesting. Ruvain afterwards, after he swears, pays me back for the ox. Doesn't have to. Remember again, I will say, the way it works with Shomachino is, I entrust my ox to Ruvain. Ruvain is an unpaid custodian. I go to him. I said, Ruben, give back my ox. Ruben says, I'm so sorry. I tried my best. It was stolen. No problem. Ruben, take a shvua. Ruben swears it was stolen. I could not have avoided this situation. It was stolen. Ruben's done. Ruben's done. Ruben, however, decides to pay me. Gives me $5,000 for my ox. That's the cost of the ox. He didn't have to. He chose to do that. Okay, so that's the case over here. So Nishba, he swore, thereby absolving himself from liability. But Shilin, but he still felt compelled to go ahead and... Pay me for my ox. Now watch this. V'hokar aganav. Now we'll say afterwards, afterwards, we find the thief. We find the thief. So we'll say, see now remember, we find the thief, bring the thief to Bezdin. What does the thief have to pay? What does he have to pay? Right, Kefal. Now we'll say, let me give you one more piece of information over here. The way it works is like this. Let me give you two scenarios. I go over, I entrust my ox to Ruvain. I go over to Ruvain. Ruvain is I go over to Ruvain. So Ruvain gave back my ox. Ruvain says, I'm so sorry it was stolen. Now we'll say, now in that moment, Ruvain has a choice. Right, two paths in front of them. There are moments in life when you have two paths in front of you. What are his two paths? Number one, swear and be absolved, or pay and avoid shvua. Now, both say now if Ruvain pays and avoid shvua, he pays. Right, he pays me, he avoids the shvua. Then we find the thief. We track down the thief, Shimon. What is Shimon Chayif for? What is Shimon Chayif? Kefal. Who does Shimon pay the kefal to? In a case where Ruben paid, in a case where Ruben paid, Ruben gets the kefal, right? Which makes sense because Ruben kind of, you know, he, he, he paid me. I said, I'm out. I'm out of the picture. Now, again, the thief, the thief is now going to be liable to Ruben the Shomer. In a normal case where Ruben swears and absolves himself, and now we find the thief Shimon, who does Shimon pay the kefal to? To me, to the owner, to the owner. This is a hybrid case, right? Because what happened over here? Again, I entrusted my axe to Ruben. Right, Ruben Shomer Chinom. I said, Ruben, get back my actions. I'm so sorry it was stolen. It was stolen. Ruben decides to take a Shavua, absolve himself of liability, and then pays. He didn't have to. He pays me. Now we find the thief. Now we find the thief. Baruch Hashem. Right? Crime doesn't pay. We find the thief. Right, you can write that down also. That's a good nugget. Right? 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 So now what happens? So now we find the thief. Shimon is not Chayv Kefel. Now what's the Shailah? What's the Shailah? Who gets the kefal in this case? Fascinating. So we'll say, here we go. Look, Raganov, kefal in me. Abai Amar, Lebala Pikadon. Abai says, ultimately, again, the kefal goes to me. To me, to the, own, to the, own, the true owner of the ox. Rava Amar, Lemisha Pikadon, Atzlo. 
Rav says, no, it goes to the Shomer. It goes to the Shomer. It goes to Ruvain. That's not Shomer. The Misha Pikadon Etzlo is called, that's called the Shomer. So let's analyze this. Abai Amr Labala Pikadon. So Abai says, it goes to me, to Silbai, to the owner of the ox. Why? Kevan da Achechi Bishvua Lomakni Lekfila. See, Rav said, see, here's what's interesting. When do we say that Kefal, when do we say that Kefal ultimately goes to the Shomer? We'll say, when is that? When the Shomer decides just to pay the owner of the object and kind of closes out the case, the situation easily, right? And, and that's it. That's when the owner is makne the Kefal to the Shomer. But I will say, when there's a Shavua, I will say, you know, Shavua is involved. Shavua is an involved thing. So at the end of the day, if the Shomer is going to take a Shavua, that means everybody has to show up in Beis, and then there's a hole to do. In that case, the owner is not makna. The owner does not give over the kefel to the Shomer. In other words, the act of the, act of the owner giving over the kefel to the Shomer, that's a sign of hakaras hatov that the owner has towards the Shomer. So Shomer, you could have sworn and absolved yourself. Instead, you choose to pay me back. I appreciate that. You made me whole. Now what I'm doing for you is, should they ever track down the thief, the kefel is yours. But if Shomer is going to make me go through a whole process of a whole process of, of Shua, I have to get to basin, I have to miss a day of work, it's after schlep, it's this I'm not being mocking anything to you. So I'll say that's Abai's logic. Abai says that if there's a Shua involved, even though again Abba say in this case, what happened after the Shua? What happened after the Shua? Ultimately again, the, the Shomer paid me, right? Ruvain paid me, but still you made me go through the Tirch of the Shua. Therefore, I don't give you the kefal. Okay. Rava Amar, let me shop you. So Rava says, no, no, no. The Shomer, Reuven gets to keep the kefal. Why? Kevan the shilem makna lekfela. So we'll say, Rava looks at it like this. At the end of the day, as much as Reuven, the Shomer, took a shvua, at the end of the day, he paid back. He paid me back. He paid me. And I appreciate that. You made me whole. So because you made me whole, therefore, I'm makna the kefal to you. And the truth is, Abai and Rava are really arguing in a diuk in the Mishnah. This time, here we go. So if I deposit by Ruvain an animal or utensils, and they were stolen or lost from Ruvain, so I'll say, now I come back to Ruvain and say, Ruvain, give me back my object. Ruvain says, I'm so sorry, it was stolen, it was lost, but you know what, I'm just going to pay you back. I don't want to take a shavuah. So I'm just going to pay you back for the object, and I don't want to swear. Then what's ta'alacha? Shari amru shomer chinam nishpaviyotze, because after all, the shomer chinam has the ability, shomer chinam could exempt himself through a shavuah, but instead he's choosing to go ahead and pay back and be done. Therefore, what's ta'alacha? Nimsa haganov, mishayim tashlomei kefal. If they find the ganov, right? If we find the ganov, then what's ta'alacha? Pay kefal. So we'll say, again, this is a case of where the Shomer Chinom just paid straight out. Then the halacha is, if we track down the Ganav, the Kefal goes to the Shomer Chinom. Sitting here, we'll say, if they find the thief, and the thief slaughtered and sold, so it's Arba V'chamisha, who gets Arba V'chamisha? Who gets Arba V'chamisha? The Shomer. Which we'll say is an interesting case, by the way. You know, if the Shomer feels, by the way, interestingly enough, if the Shomer feels that there's a good possibility of tracking down the thief, he could actually make some money on this, right? In other words, so I will say, all seriousness, like in other words, that Allah if he feels that he has the ability to track down the guy, if he just pays principal, and he really could walk away. Can you imagine Arba the Chamisha? Arba Chamisha, that's a good day. I mean, that's, that's a solid return on investment over here, right? He paid Karen, and he walked through with Arba the Chamisha. But that's not Allah Abbas. So Shomer Chinam, so we said, we said before, Shomer Chinam, was object was stolen, object was lost, he could take a shvua, but instead of taking a shvua, he just chooses to pay. He pays, and everyone agrees that once he pays, if they track down the ganav, who gets keifel abra v'chamisha? The shomer. On the other hand, nishba if however again, the shomer says, you know what, I'm not paying. So instead he decides he's going to swear, and he doesn't want to pay. So he swears, they find the ganav, so they track down the ganav, the ganav has to pay keifel. If the Ganav Tavachumach or the Ganav slaughtered it and sold it, then what? Mashaim Tashlomi Abra Vachamisha. He pays four or five payment. I, who does he pay to? The me, who Mashaim, who does he pay to? The Balapikadan owner. Owner pays it to me. Pays to me. Because we'll say, and the logic is, Shomer took the Shua. By taking the Shua, what did he do? He's removed. He's done. He's out. He's out. Right? His, his, his involvement in this is totally closed off. Okay, so what's he saying? Now, obviously, 
Our case, our case is complicated because what happened in our case? Shomer took the Shavua, but then what? But then what? Then paid, then Ruvain paid me the value of the objects. So, say, so now we have Machlok Yisabayinov. So watch this. Abaye, now remember again, what does Abaye say? So, say, so now remember, let's come back to our case. Come back to our case. I gave the object to Ruvain. Come back to Ruvain. I'm so sorry it was stolen from me. Ruvain swears that it was stolen and then pays me back the money for the object. Now, what happens? We track down the thief. We track down the thief. What's the Shiloh? Who gets the kefal? Who gets the kefal? So remember again, Sabaye says, Abaye says, the kefal goes back to the owner. Goes back to me. Rava says, the kefal goes to the Shomer. Goes to Ruvain. So here we go. Abaye daik miresha. Rava daik misefa. Abaye and Rava are medayik from different parts of here. Watch this. So Abaye daik miresha. Abai Abai makes the from the beginning of the Mishnah. Tiktani shilem velo ratzel shava. So we'll say, remember again. Abai says like this: When does the shomer get the kefel? When does he get the kefel? When he paid and he doesn't swear. Taima velo ratzel shava. The reason why the shomer gets the kefel is why because he didn't swear because he didn't create the tircha of a shavuah. We'll say amabeis hamishba. But if the shomer does swear, in other words, if he goes in and he creates the tircha. Ultimately, again, of an oath. Even though he subsequently pays, who gets the kefal? So we'll say, essentially, Abayi says that this is all about the tircha of the shavua. If at the end of the day, the shomer says, you know what? I'm gonna, shomer says, Ruben says to me, listen, Silver, I'm going to make this easy for you. I'm just going to pay you back. I'm just, I'm just going to pay back. That's it. Then I have a car as for making it so easy. And he gets the kefal. But however, if he's going to start up the process of shavua, the Nazadircha. If you're starting up Shavua, then I'm not giving you anything. Right? Even if you subsequently pay me, I'm not giving you anything. And Lamais, again, if they find the gun of, the Kefal goes to me, the owner. Rava died in the Sefa. Rava goes back from the Sefa of the Mishnah. Nishpa, fellow Ratzalashalim. Ultimately, again, what's the, what's the Sefa? If the Shomer chooses to swear and not pay, Taima, the Ratzalashalim. So why does the owner get the Kefal? Because the Shomer didn't want to pay. Hashile, what do you see from here? That if ultimately again the Shomer did pay, even if he swore, who gets the Kefel? To the one ultimately again who has the Pikadon, i.e., the Shomer. So we'll say, so what Rubber really makes it about is paying. It's about paying. In other words, if the Shomer pays the owner, then the owner by definition is Makna the Kefel over to the Shomer. Whether the Shomer did that with an oath or without an oath, Rava says, is inconsequential. If you pay and you make the owner whole, the owner has hakara satov and he's makna, oh, he has gratitude and he's makna over the kefal to you to the Shomer. So what does Abayi do with the Seifal? This is what it means to say. Nishba v'lo Nishba, if he swears, v'lo ratzal l'shalim kodim ha-shvua, and he doesn't want to swear, right? He doesn't want to pay before the Shavuah, but it only pays after the Shavuah. So ultimately, who gets the Kefel? The Ba'apikadon. Fine, that's how he'll read it. The Rava Kashirisha. Rava, what do you do with the This is what it means to say. So if he, if he paid and did not want to just simply stand by his Shavuah, rather even after his Shavuah, he wants to pay. So So who gets to keep the Kefel? For the, for, the, for the Shomer. Shomer gets to keep, ultimately, the Kefel. So the Gemara says, So we'll say, so okay, so let's, let's, let's stop here for just a second. So we'll say, so how do we paskin in this case? Like a Bai or like a Rava? So we'll say, interestingly enough, that I'm not paskin is like Rava. I'm paskin is like Rava. And therefore, in this case over here, interestingly enough, where I go over to Ruvain, I deposit my ox with Ruvain, I come to get the ox back, Ruvain goes ahead and says, I'm so sorry it was stolen. I say, okay, Ruvain, you know, you have a choice. You want to pay or you want to swear? You want to pay, you want to swear. So we'll say, so remember again, just to understand the rest of Allah, I say, in a regular case, in a regular case, if Ruvain swears, and then we find the Ganov, who gets the kefal? Who gets the kefal? I, the owner of the object. If Ruvain doesn't swear and Ruvain pays, then Ruvain gets the kefal. In our, in our case, now I'm saying by Ruvain, Ruvain, you want to swear or you want to pay? Ruvain says, I'll swear. I'll swear. So he takes the Shavuah, he is exempted, and then he pays me the $5,000 for the Shavuah. 
and then sorry for, for the ox or the pikadon, then we find then we find the ganov. So we pass in like Rava that the kefel goes to Ruvain. The kefel go to Ruvain. Why Rava said because we seem to we adapt Rava's svara that essentially any time that the shomer goes ahead and pays back the owner right me pays pays me back then Lamaisa, out of gratitude, I'm makna the kefel to him. Even if he put me through the process of a shvua, if he makes me whole, I have a kara satov, and therefore he will get to keep the kefel. Incredible. Let's go back there. Tavua bailim l'shomer, the nishba. See, here we go. Let's say, we'll say, so again, I go ahead, I go ahead, same, same case, I deposit an object with Ruvain. I go ahead, say, Ruvain, give me back the object, and Ruvain swears. Ruvain swears he, he didn't steal it, he didn't steal it. What's the halacha? Then afterwards, v'hokar aganov. So let's say, so now watch what's happening in this case. In this case, so this seems to be a pretty straightforward case over here. Right? So Ruvain goes ahead. I deposit the ox with Ruvain. So Ruvain gave back my ox. Ruvain says, I'm so sorry, it was stolen. I say, Ruvain, shavua or payment. Ruvain chooses. Ruvain chooses. Shavua. He swears. Okay. What's Ruvain's involvement now going forward? What's involvement? Done. Done. Okay. So watch this. V'hokar aganov. And now we'll say, so now we find the thief. We find the thief. So what happens? Tavu Shomer Vahoda. So the Shomer Ruvain, now we'll say, now Ruvain, Ruvain is like a shtickle like, um, I'll call it like, like Shomer Vigilante, right? In other words, he has no involvement anymore, right? Why? Why does he have no involvement anymore? Because he swore. So he swore that the object was stolen. He's out. But yet he still chooses to go after the Ganav. So he goes ahead, and he goes and he goes after the Ganav. So Tavu Shomer Vahoda. So let's say so the Shomer goes after him, and the Ganav admits the Ganav admits ultimately that he's chayev that he stole the object. Tavua Bailim Vakafar. So now the owners, right? I track down the Ganav. I'm the owner of the object. I track down the Ganav, right? And the Ganav denies that he did anything. Vakafar the view agent, and I will say so now. So now what happens? I bring witnesses that I call it Shimon. Shimon's really the Ganav. And the witnesses claim that Shimon went ahead and Shimon stole it. So I both say, so now, now we have a mess, right? Why do we have a mess over here? So watch this. So okay, let's play, play this out once more. These are really exciting cases. I both say, so now what happened over here? So what, let's take it from the top. I go ahead and deposit the axe with Ruben. I go back to Ruben, Ruben gave back my axe. Ruben claims, Ruben claims, Ruben claims, stolen. I say Ruben, Shavua payment. Ruben chooses, Shavua. He swears, done. Fine, so now I'm the owner of the ox, right? So now I don't have an ox, I don't have anything. That's, no, that's not true. We'll say it's good to know, even in life when you don't have your ox, you still have so much to be thankful for, right? So the nice, again, I don't have my ox, but I have other stuff in life. I still, the person can never say I have nothing. The person always has something. They give a car so to Kosh Baruch for. So now I'm trying to track down the Ganav. I find the Ganav. I find the Ganav. Excellent. So we'll say, so now what happens? Unbeknownst to me, who else is tracking the Ganav? Right? Ruvain. Ruvain. So Ruben, so saying, and sure enough, who gets the Ghana? First, Ruben gets the Ghana. Ruben says, Gan Shimon. Found Shimon. Shimon, I checked the surveillance tape. You stole it from me. Shimon says, yeah. I admit it. I admit it. Now, both sides. Now, watch this. When you admit, when you, so normally, a Ghana will be chayiv what? Ghana will be chayiv what? Kefal. Kefal is a knas. What happens when you admit liability by a knas? Potter. Mode bekinas potter. So Ruvain confronts, right? Ruvain confronts Shimon. Shimon admits liability. So what is Shimon going to be chayiv? What is going to be chayiv? Karen. It's going to be chayiv to pay the object, but potter from Kevel. Okay. I'm also tracking Shimon. I get Shimon. I find Shimon. I corner and say, Shimon, you stole my object. Shimon says, no, I didn't. I bring witnesses that Shimon stole my ox. What is Shimon chayiv? Kevel. Now I have a problem. Why? Because Ruvain, the Shalia, it's not even, before we even get who's getting it, remember, Ruvain's intervention caused Shimon to be potter from Kefal. My intervention, I'm the owner, makes Ruvain Chayvin, Shimon Chayvin Kefal. So which one is it? Is Ruvain going to be potter from Kefal because of the intervention of Ruvain? Sorry. Is Shimon going to be potter from Kefal because of the intervention of Ruvain? Or is Shimon going to be Chayv Kefal because of me? So incredible. So incredible. So we'll say, so now watch this. Me nifter hagana ba'odah shomer. Alone nifter hagana ba'odah shomer. Is Shimon going to be potter from Kefal because of his odah, because he admitted liability to Ruvain or not? So Amarava, Rava says, in be'emes nishba, in be'emes nishba, 
Nifter Haganav Baldas Shomer. So let's take it back. If Ruvain, if Ruvain, the original Shomer, if he swore properly, then ultimately, again, the Ganav, the Nifter Haganav Baldas Shomer, then ultimately the Ganav Shimon is going to be Potter with his admission to Ruvain. Take a look at Rashi for just a moment. In Be'emes, we'll say it's the first short line. In Be'emes, Nishpa, HaShomer Sheta Nignava Ba'onis Vinimsakein. If Ruvain swore correctly, then the Maisa, then the Ganov ultimately again is going to be putter, and Shimon is going to be putter with his admission to Ruvain. Whoa, what, 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 what does that mean? I'll say, so now watch this. This, 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 is, this, is, this is incredible. Watch this. If Ruvain, the original Shomer, swore correctly, swore truthfully, right? Then when Shimon admits liability to Ruvain, then ultimately Shimon is going to be Pata from KFL. Why? Because Rabbi say, since Ruvain swore truthfully, the assumption is that he's an honest guy, and therefore I, the owner of the ox, if the ox were to be found, would want to redeposit it with Ruvain. So because of that, Ruvain is still considered to be halachically as if he has involvement in this situation. Since his credibility is intact, my relationship with him is not severed, and therefore, if the ox were to be found, we assume that I would want my ox to be redeposited with him. Therefore, when he tracks down the Ganav and the Ganav admits to him, it's almost as if Ruvain has a quasi-identity of owner of this object. And therefore, the Hodah, the admission, will exempt Shimon the thief from Kefal. Wild. In Beshegar Nishba, however, I will say it turns out, interestingly enough, that Ruvain is a liar, right? And Ruvain swore falsely then Lamaisa, I would not want Ruben involved in anything over here. Therefore, when Ruben confronts Shimon, and Shimon admits liability to Ruben, as far as I'm concerned, that's nothing, that's irrelevant. I don't want Ruben involved at all, and therefore that admission does not exempt Shimon from Kefal. In Meshagar Nishba, lo nifter agana ba'oda shomer. Okay, well, it's an incredible case. By Rav, another case. Amal lishama b'shagar v'lohenichu. Ma, ma'u. We'll say what happens, interesting case as well. What happens if Halacha right, the, the Shomer got up and was about to swear falsely, but he wasn't permitted? Mahu. We'll say what is his status in that case? Take a look at Rashi. Rashi says over here. So we'll say if you have a case of a Shomer, ultimately who was about to get up to swear falsely, but never had a chance to do so. Does he still maintain credibility with the owner of the object or not? Teku. Bosigmar leaves that question open. I will say, isn't that incredible? Does a willingness and a readiness to commit an Avera erode your credibility even if you don't actually get to execute? So I will say, the Gemara says, we're not sure. I will say, here's what you do know. What you do know is that Lamaisa, the answer is not no, <laughs> which tells you that Lamaisa, being ready to commit an Avera, even though, again, say, even though Machshava is not Kemaisa, right? Even though in general, like in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, will not hold responsible for the commission of an Avera until when? Until you actually execute. We see that being ready to commit an Avera, even though I don't actually carry through, that erodes some of my personalistic holiness in and of itself. Incredible. Rav Kahana Masnihach. Rav Kahana had this version of the question. Rav Tavyumi Masni, Rav Tavyumi dashing it differently. Bari Rava. What happens if it turns out that he actually swore falsely? What's his status? Look at Rashi. So we'll say again, this is just building on the previous case. So in these cases, remember again, we'll say, even if he swore falsely, this is incredible, do we assume that since a person who swears falsely is going to come around and admit their guilt? Isn't that incredible, Abosai? So don't we say that maybe since even a person who swears falsely is going to admit their guilt, therefore they still maintain some level of credibility with the owner of the object as well. Absolutely incredible. To which the Gemara says, Teku, we're not sure. Okay, Tavu Bailin. Carlos, another two minutes. Tavu Bailin, L'Shomer V'Shilein V'Hokar Aganav. So let's say, here we go. Here we go. Let's say the owner, the owner went ahead and Tavu L'Shomer. So let's say, same case. I go over to, right, I own the object. I ultimately, again, go over to Ruvain. I say, Ruvain, give me back the object. So what happens? Vishilein. Ruvain says, I'm not swearing. He said, what does Ruvain do? He pays. He pays. And then we find the Ganav. We find the thief. 
tavu bailim v'hodelo. So, so what happens? So we'll say, so now we find the thief. So generally, what happens in this kind of case when you find the thief? What happens? You we'll say, actually, we're going to... Uh, no, I can't stop here. Uh, so let's just go a little bit So tavu bailim v'shomer v'shulein. So we'll say, so what happens? I have an object, I deposit it with Ruvain. So then what happens? Ruvain is faced with the possibility of either payment or oath. So Ruvain chooses to go ahead and pay. He pays. We find the ganav. Okay. Tavua bailim v'hoda. So this is interesting. So now, so now I, so what's this? And then what happens when Ruvain pays? What happens when Ruvain pays? What's the halacha? What's the halacha? So remember, if Ruvain pays, we'll say, and then we find the ganav. Who gets the kefal? Who gets the kefal? Ruvain gets the kefal. Right? Ruvain gets the kefal. So the said in this case over here, something interesting happened. Tavua bailim. I, the owner of the object, still inserted myself in this situation. I confront the Ganav. I confront the Ganav. And what does the Ganav do? Hoda. He admits his liability. Now, what happens when he admits his liability? What happens? He's potter from Kefel. The Hoda. Tavu Shomer. So, now Ruvain. For Ruvain confronts the Ganav also. And what happens? The Kafar. Ganav. Ganav, we'll call him Shemin, denies liability. The Hevi Adim. So, what does Ruvain do? Ruvain brings witnesses. And therefore, what happens? We'll say, the Hevi Adim. Aviators. So we'll say, so now I have an interesting case over here. Based on my involvement, when I confronted Shimon the thief, Shimon admitted a liability, in which case he's potter from Kefal. When Reuven confronted him, he denied liability. Reuven brought witnesses. So now ultimately Shimon is chayiv in Kefal. So we'll say, so now what's the status? Niftar ganav baldas bailim olo. Is Shimon the ganav? Is he potter as a result of the admission he made to me or not? So the Gemara says, Mi aminon. Matsi Amrali Shomer Labailim Asun Kabun de Shaklisuluhu Dami Dami Istalikisuluhumihaha. Maybe Ruvain could say to me, Silver, listen, I paid you. Because I paid you, you know what you need to do? You know what you need to do? Go away. That's what you need to do, right? Right? We pay people all the time money to go away, right? I just like go I go away. Go away. I paid you, I paid you the money. Go away. What 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 are you doing? What are you doing confronting the Ghana? That's why I paid you to remove you from this situation. Oh, Dilma, Masi Amrile, or perhaps no, perhaps I'll both say ultimately the owner, right? In other words, me, I can say back to Ruvain, since you did something good for me by paying me back the principal, or both say perhaps I, the owner of the object, can say, Ruvain, no, 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 I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Just like you went ahead and you paid me for the principal, right? So, so too, I have a vested interest in getting you back repayment. And therefore, again, how am I going to do that? By tracking down, by tracking down the Ganov to help you get repayment. So, so these are the two sides. In other words, once the Shomer pays off the owner, does the Shomer have the ability to say, oh, you're out, you're out. Or maybe no, the owner can still say, the same way you made me whole, I'm taking it upon myself to make you whole. So, I will say, what's the halacha? Take Ultimately, again, I will say it remains the same. All right, I will say, Shkoyach, we'll stop over here. What? What a daf. What a daf. I will say, so absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Again, I will say, it gets even better tomorrow. Shkoyach, everyone.